right, so as I mentioned before, last week we started this new series, this conversation that we're gonna have over the summer, and uh, just one word, uniquely. And the idea behind this series, behind this conversation is that, that we all are uniquely made, that we're uniquely created, called and commissioned by God. There was a little phrase that I shared with you last week. I wanna repeat it for you this morning. We are created in God's image with sacred worth. We are called by God's sacred word and commissioned to God's sacred work. In other words, we were created on purpose for a purpose. We are designed by God to make a difference for God, but the choice is ours in what we're gonna do with what God has given us. How are we going to steward what we've been given by God? That's what I wanna kinda unpack a little bit more today, and I wanna start with, with a question, as I often like to do, and the question is this, uh, have you ever been given a gift but you didn't know what to do with it? Have you ever been given a gift that you didn't know what to do with it? Or, or maybe not that you didn't know what to do with it, but you didn't know how to respond to being given a gift by someone. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't that you didn't know what to do with it, but, but you thought it was too good to be true. Anybody ever had anything like that before? Uh, last week, something happened. I wanted to share this with you. I, uh, I, I did a little illustration in my sermon that was uh, illustrating our worth, no matter what we look like or what's happened to us or what we've done or what's been done to us. I, I held up a $100 bill and I, I asked folks if they you know, wanted it. And, and lots of people raised their hands and, and then I crumpled it up and I stepped on it and I said, do you still want it? And lots of people raised their hands. And, and then something happened that I wasn't expecting. Lots of people raised their hands and they wanted, they wanted the $100 bill, they said, but very few people were willing to come forward and receive it. Do you remember that? I stood here for an awkward amount of time and waited for someone to take this $100 bill out of my hand. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I talked to somebody after the service who, who had raised their hand and I asked them why they didn't come forward to get it. And they said, I thought there was going to be some kind of catch. <laughs> thought you're gonna make me do something else, right? I said, no, it was just a gift, right? You just had to come forward and receive it. Now, that, that, that's a sermon in and of itself. That'll preach. But it, it, it kind of highlighted something for me. We, we've been so programmed, haven't we? We've been so programmed to believe that, that nothing is free, that there's always a catch, right? And yet God's word tells us over and over again that our generous God longs to give us good gifts. And those gifts are just that. They're gifts. There are no strings attached. There are no hidden fees. There are no service contracts. In fact, everything that God wants to give you has already been paid for a long time ago on a cross on a hill called Calvary. You know that? Have you heard that before? And, and, and guess what? All the other gifts that God longs to give us are really smaller expressions of that greatest gift, uh, the gift of salvation. I, I wanna dig into that today. We're gonna talk about spiritual gifts, but I thought even before that, we need to understand the context of spiritual gifts, why they're important, and, and it's within the context of the gift of salvation, the gift of salvation that God offers each and every one of us as a free gift, the Bible says, Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's the good news of God's grace that forms the foundation for everything that we are and everything 
that we do. Last week, I read you one of my favorite passages of scripture from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. It says, for it's by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. It's the foundation of faith. We can't work we can't work for our salvation. There's nothing we can do to earn it so that we could boast or brag about it or say it's, that it's ours in and of ourselves. We, we simply have to receive it by faith as a gift from God. And within that gift, along that journey of salvation that we take with God and responding to God's grace through faith, there, there are some other gifts along the way that I wanna highlight this morning. The first is what I, I like to call the gift of, of justification. Have you ever heard that word before? Uh, it's one of those kind of fancy church words I kinda wanna unpack for just a minute this morning. Let me read a passage of scripture for you that highlights it. Romans chapter five, verses 15 through 17 say this, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought, here's that word, justification. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Justification means that our right relationship with God, the, the relationship that was separated because of sin, is now reconnected and restored through the gift of Jesus Christ, through his gift for us. The Bible says, he who, know, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. He being justified through Christ means that because of his life, his death, his resurrection, I have been justified before God. A great way to think of this, I heard someone say it before, is that in Christ, God sees me as justified, never sinned before. Uh, what a great picture of what Christ does for us. There's, it's nothing that I could have done on my own. It's a gift that's been given to me by God in Christ. I just have to, to come and receive it. Does that make sense? The good news of God's grace is that God's gift of salvation is greater than the guilt of my sin. Let me say that one more time. The good news of God's grace is that God's gift of salvation is greater than the guilt of my sin. So, so it isn't about once I, I get my act together, I can receive it. Once I, I've got it all figured out, I can receive that gift. No, the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That proves God's love for us. And we proclaim every time we come to the table in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. It's that famous verse that, that we see fans hold up at sporting events back when fans could go to sporting events, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Salvation is the free gift of eternal life that God has given us by giving his one and only son because he loves us so much because we are created in God's image with sacred worth because we are called by God's sacred worth word because we're commissioned to God's sacred work. You know, sometimes I think we misunderstand this idea of eternal life to simply mean a, 
a free ticket to get into heaven. And, and it is that, but it's so, so much, 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 much more. I heard somebody say this once, it's not just about us getting into heaven, it's about getting heaven into us. Does that make sense? It, see, first, we're, we're presented with this gift of, of justification to be made right in relationship with God and others, and then uh, that gift opens up the opportunity for the other gift that, that we receive that's presented to us in Christ. Because our relationship with God, our relationship that's broken and messed up by sin has now been restored and we've been justified before God, now, now we can receive that, that, that other gift. My friend J.D. Walt says John 3.16 is the first half of the gospel, but the second half of the gospel is 1 John 3.16. Listen to what it says. It says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. See, that's the rest of the gospel. Paul says to the Philippians, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So part of eternal life is us continuing to work out our salvation, but it's really God who's working in us to fulfill his good purpose in us and through us. Eternal life starts here and now as we work out our salvation by faith as God's grace works in us and through us. And this process of God's grace working in us and through us to get heaven into us is called sanctification. So we've got justification, we've got sanctification. Listen to this, Romans 5 says, therefore since you have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because, listen to this, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. That brings me to the third and, and final gift that I wanna talk about this morning that's connected to this gift of salvation. I've decided to call this one the gift of, of presentation. We've got justification and sanctification, and now I wanna talk for just a minute about this idea of presentation. I, I use the word presentation because it highlights uh, that we've been uniquely presented with these gifts from the Spirit to be used for the common good, spiritual gifts. First Corinthians says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it's the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Now, I know sometimes when we talk about spiritual gifts, sometimes people get a little uncomfortable and, and there's been a lot of conversation and debate uh, about the, the when and the how of spiritual gifts over centuries of church history and I don't really want to, to get into that today. What I really wanna emphasize this morning, what I think is important to this conversation is what I'd like to call the, the who of spiritual gifts. In my mind, that's the most important distinction to make, especially as we're talking about uh, how we've been uniquely created and called and commissioned by God. So, so the first who of spiritual gifts is God. What you need to know 
is that God is the giver of spiritual gifts. So, so really God can give them whenever and however God wants to, right? Uh, but the second who is us. Spiritual gifts are given to us. God gives different gifts to different people. And so we need to be reminded that our gifts are uniquely presented to us in a way that, that is uniquely ours. Last week, we talked about the, the unhappy couple of, of comparison and competition. And, and that's never more true than it is when we talk about spiritual gifts. When it comes to spiritual gifts, we don't need to compare ourselves and our gifts to the spiritual gifts of others. We don't need to try to compete when it comes to spiritual gifts. That, that brings me to the third thing about spiritual gifts. The third who, when it comes to spiritual gifts, the goal of spiritual gifts is always others. See, there are our spiritual gifts given to us by God. They're given to us, but they're not given for us. In other words, they're given for others. That's why the Bible says they're to be used for the common good. It's, it's like God said to Abraham in the book of Genesis, I will bless you to be a blessing to others. And, and guess what? When, when we use these blessings, these gifts that we've been given by God to bless others in the name of God for the greater good, we're being good stewards of the grace that's been entrusted to us as we, as we practice sharing life together in Christ. That's, that's how we're uniquely created and called and commissioned to do and be. We're fulfilling that good purpose to which we've been created. We're, we're following the potential for which we've been called. We're, we're living into the purpose for which we've been commissioned. That's why Peter, the apostle, says this. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. That's the last two. We started with God. We end with God. Spiritual gifts aren't given to bring glory to us. They're given to bring glory to God. Amen. And, and bringing glory to God, guess what? This is the best part. Giving glory to God is what we were created to do. So when we're doing that, we find the meaning and purpose in life that we never knew we always wanted out of life. Uh, we become fully ourselves when we give ourselves fully to God because that's how God created us. It's why the rest of that passage I read last week says this, for we are God's handiwork. Other translations say masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It's how we're uniquely shaped to serve and to make a difference in the world. I shared that acrostic with you last week from Pastor Rick Warren, SHAPE, S-H-A-P-E. The S is for spiritual gifts, what we've been uniquely given by God. The, the H is heart, what, we've been, what we're uniquely passionate about. The A is abilities, what we're uniquely good at. The, the P is personality, how we're uniquely wired. And experience is the E, what we've, been, what we've uniquely been through as individuals. All these things are, are shaped together and formed in ways for God to use us and those unique gifts that God has uniquely presented us with to manifest in our lives in a way that is uniquely us. They also provide us opportunities to make a difference in the world, a difference that's uniquely ours. Does all that make sense? It's such a beautiful picture of God's grace 
in our lives. God's given us so much to share with those around us. So here's the application for today. Number one, God has uniquely presented each one of you with an incredible gift, the gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. There are no strings attached. It's a free gift from a generous God who loves you unconditionally and everlastingly. There are no hidden fees. It's been paid for in full. There are no service contracts. It's all, all up to you. All you have to do is receive it. And the way that you receive it is by faith and receive that gift of salvation and along with it, justification and sanctification and, and presentation of these unique gifts that God wants to you, you to use to bring God glory, which is the purpose for which you're created, to use it wisely, to be a good steward of what's been entrusted to you, to take all those blessings from God in Christ and be a blessing to someone else because you are created in God's image with sacred worth. You are called by God's sacred word. You're commissioned to God's sacred work. And guess what? That may sound like a lot of pressure, but just remember, it's a gift of grace. God meets us right where we are. He knows our strengths and our weaknesses, and he says, you're enough. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is even made perfect in your weakness, in your shortcomings, in your failures. My grace is greater. Don't forget that when you think about this. This may sound like a lot of things being heaped on you. God doesn't want anything from you. God wants so much for you. And so that's why God gives you those good gifts. We're created on purpose for a purpose. We're designed by God to make a difference for God. I wanna, I wanna end this morning by sharing with you one more story. I just had to do this. This is a story from last week as well. I mentioned how I gave away two $100 bills in, in each of our two services last week, one at the 8.30 service and one at the 10. And uh, <laughs> I have to do a little bit of confession. I have to be honest with you. I started having second thoughts about giving away $100 bills. I was talking to my wife on Saturday and I was like, what if we just gave away $20 bills? You know, <laughs> that wasn't just a prop. You know, that was, that was our money and, and $200 is a lot of money, right? So we talked about it and we, we said, no, you know what? We really feel like we wanna bless somebody. We don't know who, but we wanna give that away as just an example of God's abundant grace in our lives. And so we joyfully decided to go with the $100 bills. And so, so I came to church last Sunday morning with $200, $100 bills in my, in my right side pocket here. And, uh, and this is where the story gets good. I, I handed out that $100 bill at the 830 service. And remember, it took a while for somebody to come up here and receive it. But finally, a little boy who just finished second grade uh, came up here, you know, faith like a child, right? He came up here and took that $100 bill and took it back to the his family, and after the service was over, I, I went and talked to them. They're, they're some of our dearest friends, and, and the mom tried to give me that money back. She said, can we give this back to you? And I said, no, we wanted to give it away this morning. We wanted you to have it, and we talked about it, and they said, you know what, we'll use it to bless somebody else, and, and I said, that's awesome, and so I'm excited about you know, how God's gonna use that $100 bill. I know it'll go far beyond what we would have done with it, but, but then something else happened. I got done talking to that family, and there was a gentleman standing behind them waiting to talk to me. And when they left, he came up to me and he said, uh, he said, I, I got some money this week that I, I was trying to figure out what to do with. And now I think I know what to do with it. And uh, he handed me a hundred dollar bill. And he said, I want you to use that $100 bill for the next service. And I said, okay, I'll do that. And uh, isn't that cool? It, it's, it, that's not the end of the story though. Um, 
I did the same thing at the 10 o'clock service. And, and I really didn't think anybody was gonna come up then. It was really an awkward amount of time. I was standing up there and I almost decided to put that $100 bill back in my pocket. But, but finally, there was a, a gentleman and I'm not gonna name any names. I hadn't named any names this, this, this morning not, as to not to embarrass anybody. But, um, but finally, he came up and, and he took it. And, um, and then after the service was over, I was walking, walking out and, and I just said, I know you're gonna use that money uh, money well, and I just started kind of laughing and, and walking on. He said, hey, wait just a minute. And I came back over there, and he said, I think I know what God wants me to do with this $100 bill. And I said, oh, that's awesome. What, do you, what, what, what are you gonna do with it? And he took that crumpled up, wrinkled up $100 bill. He folded it out and smoothed it out, and he handed it to me, and he said, I want you to go buy a couple of steaks and a couple of baked potatoes, and I want you and your wife to have a nice dinner sometime this week. And I said, no, 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 I don't wanna do that. I wanted to give it away. And he said, no, this is what I'm supposed to do with it and you have to take it. And I said, okay. And I took that, that $100 bill that I was presented with and I, I put it back in my, my pocket and I got home and I said, Abby, the, the craziest thing happened today at church. I said, I, I went to church with two $100 bills in my pocket. I gave away two $100 bills and now I came home with two $100 bills in my pocket. I said, that's God's math, I guess. That's something only, that, can only, that only makes sense within the context of, of God's generous love. Sometimes people call that kingdom economics. And, uh, and I, I, I only share that with you this morning. It's not, it's, I want you to hear this. It's not about the money, right? It's not about the money. It's about the blessing when we re receive, when we choose to allow God to use us to be a blessing to others. God can do things with our gifts not just monetary gifts, but whatever gifts we choose to offer up to God. God can use those gifts to, to, to bless us and those around us in ways that are far beyond what we could ever ask for or imagine, amen? One more thing about the story. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to share a couple of pictures with you about what that $100 bill did. Not only did two stakes turn into 10 stakes and a lot more than that, uh, but, but God provided me with the perfect opportunity. We had some family in town uh, and, and so uh, God provided an opportunity for me to gather around the table with my family and to tell them that story and to bear witness to my faith and to bear witness to our wonderful church uh, to folks that maybe would not have heard it otherwise. And so I just wanted to share that with you this morning because I, I believe that, that, that reinforces this truth this morning, and it's this. I believe that God gives us opportunities like that every day to use the gifts, whatever they are, whatever God's given us for the greater good to be a gift to others. And so I wanna I want close this morning by, by asking a few questions. I want you to make it personal this morning. What, what does that need to look like for you? There may be someone here today that needs to answer this question. What do you need to do to receive God's good gift of salvation today? To, to receive that gift of God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Justification, sanctification, presentation. There may be some of you here today that, that need to answer this second question. How do you need to let God use your spiritual gifts for others? You may not know what your spiritual gifts are, and that's okay. Uh, Kathy DePizzo's put together a great resource for us, uh, and um, there's a link that you can actually go to that she's found, and you can learn about your spiritual gifts. It's just www.giftstest.com. You can go find out what your spiritual gifts are, and she'd love to talk to you about how to use those gifts in the life of the church. All of us today need to answer this third question, I think. 
And maybe you can spend some time praying about it as our worship team comes up and sings our, our last song. Who do you need to share those good gifts from God with today? Maybe there's someone in your life, a family member, a friend, a coworker, that not just your gifts, but, but your prayers, your presence, your service, your witness. How do you need to use the blessings in your life to be a blessing to others? That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be the church that God has uniquely created and called and commissioned us to be. So I wanna encourage us to lift that up in prayer this morning. I wanna pray for you as we, as we go into this time. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for the wonderful gift of salvation that is ours in Jesus Christ, that, that through faith, we can receive that gift of life eternal here and now into forever. Lord, we thank, give us faith today to, to receive that gift and to allow it to, to penetrate our hearts and minds today. And Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you've given us to share with others, to, to, to share your grace with others in the ways that you've uniquely created and called and commissioned us to, Lord. Open our eyes and ears today to, and hearts to receive whatever message you have for us. If there's a person or, or, or something you're calling us to do or a person that you're calling us to go to, Lord, help us to be open to that and be willing to step out in faith and, and be a blessing to someone else. And God, above all things, we thank you that that even as we seek to do that, sometimes that feels overwhelming. Sometimes we feel like we're not enough or we don't have enough to, to give. Remind us today that your grace is sufficient. Remind us today that, that you love us unconditionally, that we have sacred worth because we're created in your image. Remind us today that, that the message that we need to hear from your sacred word is that you love us, that we're special in your eyes, that you've given us everything we need for life, abundant and eternal. Lord, help us today to, to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit that, that fill us and, and give us strength and power and, and peace in order to do and be as you've commissioned us to. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and worship together.